It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back here to the Saturday Friends Club. It's a hot summer day. Yep. So, so why not spend your uh, your summer afternoons here with the club? Uh, good to have you back. I am Josh. Uh, you've already heard Eric. Yep. Uh, Martin is with us. Yes. Sabrina is with us. Hello. Pre-nap time, Sabrina. <laughs> Sadly, the club is not air-conditioned. No, the club no. is... Uh, unfortunately, part of the benefits of being in the San Francisco Bay Area is that it's usually nice, and right now is one of those unusually unnice times. Mm-hmm. Nice and hot and muggy. And there's no such thing as air conditioning unless you're in a, like, real building. Unless unless you're, like, a bowl boy. They, they do have those portable air conditioners that you can buy now. Uh, I mean, they only, like, do 100 square feet, which, granted, is the size of a San Francisco apartment, but... Well, true, but I'm also thinking just in terms of the club space that we usually utilize. I think Our if a Patreon, I think if a Patreon subscriber found himself to be generous enough to give us enough money to purchase one. The only issue is that even if we had a portable air conditioner, we wouldn't be able to use it during the recording because of the noise. This is true. Right, so uh, we do have that, and as I said, we did. We do have our gracious Patreon subscribers. Uh, money is not currently going towards a, a air conditioner fund. Um, also, considering the fact it would be used like for a week a year. Yeah, it's that's it's, true. It's going towards uh, Josh and Martin's medical bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we gotta go to the doctor every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, so. the uh, the the doctor Nug, Doctor Nug, cool guy, cool guy. He's, yeah, he's, very good. He's guy. nice. You know, sometimes he prescribes a little bit too much for our friend Martin here, but. I mean, he just knows that I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You're such a tortured soul. Ever since Chronicles. Yes. Um, but yeah, we are... Um, welcome back to uh, the Saturday Friends Club. Uh, this week is... It's my choice. Yep. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful piece. Listen, this is... This is Iconic because we are doing the never ending story, which is part of this wonderful collection of 80s fantasy movies. Yes, and before before Josh gets too ahead about how we are so unfair to him, I, yes, that's acknowledged. Uh, well, this movie I'm, is part of that set. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, this is, I mean, this part of this great set that you know, think Just of sharpening a Bowie knife like <laughs> under the table here. Uh, you know, it's it's got such. Um, such wonderful things as Labyrinth. That's a that's a good one uh, of just the weird fantasy eighty set. Um, why am I blanking on all the rest of them? Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Yeah. Um, what is the one? Legend. Legend. Le- oh yeah, Legend. That was the one I was trying to fish for. Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing like Matthew Broderick is a weird, like shifty eyed rogue. Uh, oh, what's the what's the one with um? Oh God, I hate saying it. Like, what's the one with the little person? Uh, Willow? Willow. Willow. There you go. Yeah, any of those like little very... person is the correct term. I, I'm. A, I was trying to make sure. Yeah, Which, little person's the correct term. Was that an actor we would know? Uh, yeah. He's actually. been in a, bun- a bunch He's of stuff. He's done a bunch of stuff, but I always I'm not good at remembering anyone's name. So, but um, but no, it's one of those weird, like very brown, like '80s live action fantasy movies that in, in that utilizes a lot of prosthetics and like very early special effects. And and unlike Lots some of, of the puppets. other other like 
90 or 80s uh, ones like Conan that were far more like brutal. These are all like fantasy and crazy. Warwick Davis. Oh, it is Warwick. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's part of that group. But uh, yeah, um, it is. Uh, it's this wonderful 1984 well, German English language epic fantasy film. We saw Labyrinth and we wanted to make our own version, but we give it that little West German touch to it. It was German American talk- and German, so oh, I feel like I thought it was German produced, and like all the 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 people working on it are German, pretty much. But it was English language. Yeah, mm. all the actors were English to play to your market. Well, so. except the the Empress. The Empress was uh, Israeli. You said she was. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh thanks, Alexa. God, no one said your name. <laughs> Cancel, Jesus. Where Fuck off. Alexa, you are not part of the podcast. Go away. Shoo. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. Gee. Listen, if you want to be on the show, you've got to contribute more. you got to be like Red. Okay. you got to bite us first. Uh, bite us, pret- attempt to vomit to get our attention. <laughs> you know, you got to... You gotta do something. Maybe vault up the back of Josh's chair. <laughs> <laughs> if Alexa did that, I'm going to be very concerned. <laughs> oh, they're taking over Skynet. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yes, I, I think what we should do before we hit the button, uh, these two goobs have not seen it, so they are they are the haters well, this week. Well, we've not no seen one it knows before. who you're talking about. Sweetie. I know. I'm saying I was imagining well, that they, they were go- both going to speak up. When I said that, I hate this movie and everything about it. I hate yes, everything. No, I, like we have not seen this movie before this. Yes. Meanwhile, yeah. Sabrina and I play the good guys in this episode <sighs> of stating that we have seen it before and it is a wonderful film of uh, of nostalgic love. <sighs> this it, seems to be just some kind of false dichotomy that you're trying to present. Yeah, I'm telling I, us it's a battle of good and evil. Look, we're not saying there's not issues with it. There is, but we thought despite the issues, it was still awesome. It, I think even the, despite the age. I think this movie's biggest flaw is that David Bowie's package is not floating across the screen. <laughs> oh, no. Guiding, I, guiding me through it. I do not need <laughs> David Bowie's package. Well, I think you do. Every time I saw David Bowie like play with it, with this set of balls during the labyrinth, I was like, what the hell is this bullshit? He's just, he knows what he's doing. Uh, of course he did. He's trying to molest a girl. No. Yes. That is the entire movie. <laughs> that is all labyrinth is. <laughs> Oh, Jesus God. Christ! Let's you, talk about the never ending story. You don't believe in the like the romance of this of this weird <laughs> Goblin King and like and Jennifer Connelly? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So yeah. Um, you, Josh will take issues in what the Germans produce, <laughs> which is far more whimsical, and there's no Bowie. <laughs> Listen, I am I for once I am the one bringing up the weird European movie. All right. Here here, here, here boy. You'll be okay. <laughs> all right. Uh It'll make the, you feel better. All right. Well, in in lieu of that and feeling better, it's time for the never-ending story. So Josh was doing a bit of a dance. Ten well, out of ten. I'm playing. I was playing the guitar over here. This oh is, man, this it, is like very flock of seagulls. Oh, that song is very flock of seagulls. So good. It's so like it's just <laughs> dripping eighties. I, I will agree. I enjoyed the soundtrack for this movie. Which, for another point, which I which I I'll, I I should get into later. But 
<sighs> we're gonna talk about now. Yeah, we're gonna talk about. Uh, all right. So, as I've kind of mentioned, this uh, the table is split right down the middle of two people going eh and two people going yay. And obviously, yay. it seems it seems like this is a yay. big split of if you saw it as a kid, going back to it is good. If you did not. Maybe less so. Yeah, see, m- my corollary to that, though, is I didn't see Labyrinth or Dark Crystal until I was, like, basically an adult, and I liked those, and I saw this as an adult, and I'm like, I don't like this. And that's the kind of same boat that I'm in, is that I saw Labyrinth as an adult, but even so, when I, when I came back to NeverEnding Story, it just... It just felt so off to me. Everything just seemed just a little Your bit off. Like, like we were looking like a so counterfeit cool. version of a authentic high fantasy adventure. It, yeah, it does feel like they. It, it's like it, it's like a Star Crash to Star Wars. It's like a, 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 a oh, weird European. Oh, fu- fuck you! No. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a weak European copy. Of yeah. Jesus of Christ! No, I would even downgrade it to like weak. Chinese no, copy. shut your face! <laughs> Jesus Christ! We Emotions are high. We are fighting. This. this is a fight now. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! See, I didn't, I didn't watch the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth growing up, and I caught that when I was older. I thought that, and of course, this is going to be the the weird part of me saying I thought the Dark Crystal, like everything but the Skeksis, looked dumb. Yeah, I know. I said it. Come get me, bro. Uh, uh, I, I would say yeah, that there's a couple dumb things in this movie, I uh, I, and I agree. Crystal. I will agree that there are some dumb things in this movie. I, I think it, it I, okay. I think overall, the main thing with it, it, like, it doesn't feel cohesive enough for me. Like, it, it just feels like a series of things from Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, but it doesn't like come together to form a film. It just feels like little vignettes that get stripped into this weird LSD, um, LSD trip that this young boy is going. Yeah, through. I found the framing story like the fact that with the story does not take place entirely within the fantasy universe. Like, really takes me out of it. And yeah. I, I want to talk about this kid's school and his weird Hogwarts attic. Oh, yeah. I know. It's ridiculous. I what? Mean, he oh, like- okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, we yeah, haven't uh, gotten there yet. Yeah, let's Stop get to those it. pieces. Right, right, right. We right, gotta right. do things in order. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I will completely concede to you that the that this is not a, f- a perfect movie. This is definitely flawed. The, the, bit, the parts where it is these weird, like, we're going to be here, and now we're going to be here, and now we're going to be here. Like, there's no good cohesion. Like, I'm sitting here watching the movie going, like, somebody could, like, I could see somebody giving it a modern treatment and doing it pretty well. Mm. Like, and I I think it, I really do look at it and go, like, it could be remade in an interesting way. I think the story is too earnest and it's too, it's too, like, if they made it, like, they would jam it full of CGI and it would look super fake and it would not be compelling. Well, okay, but, okay, here's a little backstory just fyi um when the movie was released the author did (laughs) not like it oh he hated it he wanted the name removed from the movie because he he sued them to make them try to stop them from making further movies yeah his his exact words was he caught and his name was let's see uh um, probably michelle inde uh, he stated that the movie was a giant melodrama of quiche, commerce, plush, and plastic. <laughs> and uh, they, they have the German quote there. <laughs> yeah, this is like the cheese melodrama of quiche, commerce, plush, okay, and plastic. Okay, we don't, we don't need to hear it in two languages, though. Uh, just gotta make sure it's in the native. 
Okay, and the other point is that the movie only covers half of the book. <laughs> right. It, it tries to end on a high note. And and that's I've, what... I've never read the book, so I can't commentate on the book, and we're not commentating on the book unless you've read it. Okay. I've not. Well, we, we've we've read some, some details about the book. I, I, I think we can say so much is that it makes sense to do the stop here, because the second half is taking our character and making him, like, a crazy, like, wish-seeking yes, I, dictator. I, I can say on authority from someone else who has read it, said, like, oh, yeah, it gets, like, it gets weird. I know, but I don't like to base my opinions on other people's opinions, because sometimes my opinions differ after reading it for myself. Yeah. Well, I, and after we watched this, Sabrina and I were both like, we're so curious about the details of the book and like how it is because the book is only like what 350 pages 440 pages around (laughs) roughly so it it honestly isn't really big enough to split it into two movies in my opinion based on other movies based off of books i have a feeling just based off of every weird place that they bounce in in just this movie that it's probably something where it's just like ah and then there's this place ah and then there's this place and then he went here like it's probably something where they just world skip constantly right Uh. i mean you can't really base what you see in the movie that's the and say that that's in the book because that's not necessarily true it's not but you know there, there there were definitely things like for instance you have the entire scene at the front that has the the rock monster and the speedy snail and the bat and everything supposedly like those characters never show back up besides that beginning part and they the movie specifically it was like we're making these really cool like interesting characters that are the introduction to the world and they're not gonna show up again yeah, we're going to make these one-off puppets. Yeah. So they were just like, oh, well, we got to include them again. So the movie was like, hey, here's the rock monster at the very end. Right. You know. And that's the thing that bugged me, too, is that, you know, you're starting with the scene coming in at the, at the camp. And then you get the sense that, oh, these are probably going to be companions to the main hero that arises later. Nope. It seems like an entirely, it, it's an entirely different trajectory. I agree. It's very odd. I mean, it's the way the book was written, but it's just this thing where it's just like, oh, it's the hero's journey. The hero himself. Only him. Yeah. With no weapons. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, well, when, okay, oh, I like this bit. Like, um, what, who is the, the princess's assistant? What is his name? Oh, um, the, the guy with the beard and the like weird ridge on his head. Uh, let's see if I can find I him. His, uh, I, I, his I, name was Calron. I just made. I remember watching it and making a crack. Like, oh, yeah, referring to him as Black Moses because well, he has this the beard. And then I looked it up, and his name is actually Moses. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's that he's also supposed to be a centaur. What? what? Yeah, I know. It was not. I mean, there's more horses in this movie. No, in the book he's a centaur. In the book he's a centaur. Okay. Right. Okay. I don't know what he was supposed to be in the. And in, in, in this, he was the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy with that <laughs> fin on his head. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. So we obviously, we've got the basis, our, our ideas. Do you want to, should we, anything else to say before we get down into the minutia? Um, I just, I, I guess I was going to say I'm, I'm like macro point about the soundtrack. Sure. Go for it. That's what I was saying is like, I were watching this movie and I realized that the soundtrack is by Giorgio Moritor and Klaus Dildinger. And Giorgio Mortar is like a well-known name in like '80s kind of synth music. So if you know, like if like, you've probably heard his music before, if you've ever seen that movie Midnight Express or a million other things, prolific guy. And so like his music was quite nice in this. And uh, the other composer is Klaus Doldinger, 
who did the soundtrack for Das Boot, which is another like another favorite movie of mine. And I I was like, oh, you know, going into it, and then I realized that like a bunch of the background music in this is like really really similar to the music from Das Boot. So let me let me try this real quick. Let me uh, see if I can do this. And I have to kind of pause and move forward a little bit. I think the- I linked them with timestamps. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, so the Das Boot. So here's Das Boot. Here's Never Ending Story. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, oh, it's like a happy, it's like a, it's the same music, but just like up a key. <laughs> like, okay, well, Klaus Dullinger like really likes that nice, like fast running synth with like some violin sting, like going in there too. So I thought that was, that was funny. And when it when and when uh, when Falcor's underwater, I was hoping that there's gonna be a submarine in the background somewhere, <laughs> just being death charged in the background. <laughs> so we can agree. Uh, so I'll I'll make a note here. We'll give one point to uh, soundtrack as being good. Yes. So, yeah. All right. One good. point. I I, en- I enjoyed like the '80s workout music theme song, and I enjoyed the Klaus Doldinger and Mortar soundtrack. Okay. So, um, all right. So with that said, if there's nothing else, then how about we get down into the dirt here uh, and pull out. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of dirt. There's definitely some mud later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Sabrina. I'm so sorry. Um, All right. So. We sort of, the movie starts off, as said, with the great music there at the beginning and a really weird scene where we're just watching some clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool way to start your movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it d- d- look cool. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then we're introduced to the three characters that we're quickly going to throw away soon after. Yes. Um, some sort of Tim Burton rejects. Uh, so let's see if we can get down here. Well, actually, before we well, yeah, we should before we get into the storyland, we yes. gotta go with Bastion. Exactly. Uh, oh Jesus Christ, is this really his full name? Bastion. I told you earlier what it was. Bastion Balthazar Bucks. Mm-hmm. Was this? Mm, that uh, sounds like the main character from the like the porno parody. I- <laughs> That's his name in the book. I don't think they mention his whole name in the movie. Yeah, that wow. is that is a hell of a name there. Okay, um, still it. good, still good, still good. Um, yep, so, mm-hmm. is a shy and friendless bibliophile ten year old teased by bullies from school. On his, so we have the intro with yes. his dad, right? His and dad, so, who is a total jerk. Like, I oh, know I, your mother died, but you need to like get over it, son. Yeah, and just like focus on nondescript things I think are important and stop drawing like your OC and your binder. Supposedly the odd thing is is that in the book it's flipped. In the in the book it is the father that is still kind of semi grief huh uh, overridden with grief and and, and he the, is and like the, and get, he's get like over it, dad. like you'll be fine you'll be good dad you know we just got to move on you know that that that's weird. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a little odd. Um so they switched it for some reason. Uh, then it is a movie that was made in the eighties. Yep. So we've got to have the, will kill the, you. Bu- the bully attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets thrown in the trash bin once and then attempted twice. Yeah, but, that was funny. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, I was like, the trash bin is just full of straw. Yeah, it looked like it was like some kind of like loose cooked spaghetti or something. Or it, or it looked like uh, this. It looked like that like fake paper grass stuff they put Easter eggs in. 
hard to say. Whatever it was. Anyway. He, he ran he ran down in, the street. Into the world's gets cleanest bookstore. Literally thrown in a garbage can by the bullies. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go try and do it again. Which, by the way, did in the 80s, did, like, nobody ever attempt to stop oh, obvious no, no, no. bullying? R- remember, like, 80s, in 80s movies, bullies will commit murder. Like, yes. they will murder you. But nobody was just like, hey, nope. maybe this is this is a bad, maybe this is bad. Is that kid okay? Well, it's like, it's like very obvious this kid is being chased by bullies and no, everyone's just like, whatever. And everybody seems more concerned of just like, oh, they ran into me. Oh. Well, that's, you know, that's an 80s thing, yeah. And it's a, phen- it's a phenomenon in psychology called the uh, diffusion of responsibility. Right. So <laughs> there is a presumption that... Perhaps not you, but the person who's also playing witness to the events will then take the responsibility of intervening. But then that cycle continues to play along against each individual a- rational actor in the same environment. Or as as they did in the Hitchhiker's Guide, they had the somebody else's problem drive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so either yeah. way you look at it, bullies basically did whatever the fuck they wanted. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then he goes into this weird bookstore and oh. meets Mr. Coriander. I, I, I want to talk about this. First of all, he walks in like what uh, what seems like should be the wand shop from Harry Potter with John Hurt there. But yeah. I want to talk how many of these movies involve a young boy being told a story by a wizened old man with books? All of them. Because that, that trope is like, the, I, I could have sworn I like a half a dozen movies that do that. Uh, Princess Bride. Princess mm-hmm. Bride, Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders, though that's Never more of a... Never heard of that one. Um, would you consider uh, Minchhausen? Yeah, kind of. I think that people just felt like that's a good framing device for a high fantasy story. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny. Like, and like oh, he's, oh he's, going to, he's going to Hogwarts. He's getting a wand. Time to hit this trope again. Bing! Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Bastion asks about one of the books he's reading. Mr. Coriander advises against it. This is not a book for kids. This is, you read your safe books. I, I, you know, this is not a book that's safe. And then, oh, I got a phone call I got to take. And the kid runs away with the book, and then he smiles. Yeah, the kid's first impulse is to steal a clearly expensive and valuable book. Well, I mean, he cool said he, he left a note. He was going to bring it back. Yeah, cool kid. <laughs> cool kid, bro. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So then he goes to school, notices, oh, shoot, math test. Math test. test. Well, you know what I should do? I should totally go to my secret to, attic place. To go to Hogwarts? <laughs> In the world's largest wooden what, attic, and a what in the hell was yeah, that? That that attic did not make sense for the, the space. For, yeah, yeah. At he, all. He's in his school. His school looks like any other school from like the nineties. And he open. He has his. He has a key to the attic door. He goes through it, and the interior is like the inside of like a wizard's laboratory. It's like a giant, like dusty wooden, uh, like no. Ma- you could even see that the that the roof big was a peak- pointed roof. Yeah, big yeah. peaked roof. Which is like I've never seen a school with a peaked roof outside of those one room schools from the nineteen tens. Yeah. Well, and it's also like there's like cabinets with like weird alchemy stuff, and there's like a skeleton. There's there a ske- are, like, there's a skull. There's in the just bag? a skull yeah. on the shelf. I saw that too. And so, there was costumes all over the place. Yeah. So he like st- so it's like it's like an ancient wizard like theater production costume shop yeah that's based in it really maybe makes it's sense the, for the school at maybe all. it's the magic of the book because no, I, I feel like he's been in there before yeah, yeah he gets yeah. the sense that he, also he's not like what the fuck is this he just seems like oh i'm back here thankfully so then that that begs me to question how much of that space has he now actively made his own 
Did he bring some of the skeletons? I <laughs> don't think so. I'm going to bring the skeleton. Dad, can I bring the skeleton to school? What are you going to do with it, son? I'm going to put it in my secret room. Okay. No problem. Never ending story four. Well, if you've seen the latest pictures of the uh, guy that played Bastion, it wouldn't be a uh, too off, uh, too off base. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a cool guy. Maybe. Well, maybe. Uh, let's see. So the book describes the world of Fantasia, which is actually interesting because in the book it is Fantastica. <laughs> but they called it Fantasia here because I don't know Disney. Yeah. Uh, is slowly being devoured by a malevolent force called the Nothing. Which it really is just a bunch of smoke effects in water. Yeah. Well, otherwise, what would you do? Just the, all right, well, screen's going black. Bye. I don't know. Uh, just something. It, uh, it, it looks like it looks like something that they would fight in Star Trek. Yeah, just like, do a fucking fog, you know. Or they did gl- clouds. They glowy did dark, eyes or they something. They did dark rolling clouds, and there was also a lot of wind for some reason. A lot of wind in, in spa- magic space. Wind blows away the something into nothing. So yeah, you had uh, you have them fighting the nothing, which we first uh, meet the um, the the our beginning characters, yep, which are not immediately mentioned here in the Wikipedia article. But you have the rock biter, yep. You have the uh, guy with the racing snail, and you have the guy with the with the, the bat, hobgoblin, the hobgoblin, hobgoblin with the. I, I like yeah. the racing snail. That was fun. The racing, racing snail, snail was, was cute. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Starting off good. Uh, and then you had the bat, and the bat was just so sleepy, and it's just like, oh, come on, you're making us look bad. And the rock biter was awesome, because he was big and made of rocks, and, you know, it was just like, ooh, and they're having to jo- dodge all the shards of rock that are coming down. They're, they're all, like, Phantom Tobolt characters, but without the charm. Yeah. Now, the one thing I'm wondering, that... The rock biter was pushing along some kind of a. It was a vehicle. Yeah, it was like. I thought it, it was like, like a, a steamroller. Yeah, like a steamroller. At first, I thought it was a motorcycle, but it's like, no, that looks like a giant fucking steamroller. But then at some point, I think it like had something behind it. So I don't know. It was a weird. I think. Vehicle. I think it's because like they would. I just thought it was supposed to be like a bike. Yeah. I yeah. Think was, I, I mean, thought that too. But it wasn't because it didn't have a back wheel. I thought it did. No, it didn't. Yeah. It, I guess it didn't. Maybe right, well, who knows? Weird. Maybe in the rockbiter world, like they have to roll over stuff to pick down and get the quartz and eat it, and I don't know. Like we would have. This to, is the least weird thing in this movie. <laughs> I guess that's I, true. I will agree. That's yeah. probably. I didn't really pay attention that hard to his vehicle, to be honest. So we find out that Fantasia's ruler, the childlike empress, has fallen ill. <gasps> well, okay. So I, I want to point out that they 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 go to the palace, mm-hmm. and at the top of the palace, the very top spire, they worship the eternal fidget spinner. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, point. <laughs> and then what, what the heck was that court that was there in front? Okay. I oh, see- my God. Those were freaky. Those, oh, some of those designs were, I think, still think are cool. Now, they granted, were cool. They were like- two sets of weird different faces. One was just like, here's really big face. And then the you're, other one was, here's double you're, face. You're either like three or two faces or like Zardoz. Yeah. Or those like, what were those like... um not the, the tiki heads. It was like weird tiki heads that had like a base. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, those, those were, were weird. trippy, fucking trippy. Like what? What was the head from uh, Doctor Who? I'm trying to remember the the head of bow. Oh, the head of well, bow. the head of say, bow. Like, the giant head from Zardoz. No, they're very much like the head of bow of just like oh, we're just these giant heads. The gun is good. The penis is evil. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I've missed this. Con- Wait, huh? Oh. 
We're like we're doing some we're doing Zardoz. I see. Okay. So we have this weird cord of of creatures of from across Fantasia. Faces and heads. Mostly yeah. faces and heads. Um and then we have the uh the as we mentioned, the centaur man not made centaur, uh being like, I'm her physician and she is dying, but we need but we have already sent out for a great warrior named Atreyu. And then little kid shows up. Yep. Like, oh, hey, it's a little kid. Oh, what are you doing here? Go he, home. And he's he like, I'll like betray you. He looks like uh, Tom Cruise if he was like 12. And then here's the thing that also bothered me, too. It's like he's part of like the Plains people. So the Plains people would kind of imply some kind of indigenous Native American kind of uh, mm. I mean, th- there was a point where Bastion literally looked at a picture of... A Plains Indian chasing down a buffalo. And yeah. granted, that could be that his like his image of what Atreyu is is influencing into the world. That is because yeah. the world is all imagination. Correct. Right. So yeah. the, I, I guess you can point. salvage it with that argument, but that's still point. All right. <laughs> You're not going to be able to quantify this into us, into us liking the movie, Josh. Yeah, this, this is not going to work. Uh, all right, so they get, have the entire conversation. It's like, "Hey, Atreyu, you need to go find the. Uh, you need to go find somebody and figure out what's up with the nothing. That sounds cool, Kay. Well, he's, no, he's trying to find a cure for, for the, the empress. empress. Right, it has yeah. to find who would know what the cure in the, is. In yeah. The name of the fidget spinner. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Atreyu is tasked to discover the cure, believing that the Empress is, uh, believing that once the Empress is well, then nothing is no longer going to be a threat. Uh, Atreyu is giving a medallion called the Aran that can guide and protect him in the quest. Uh, as Atreyu sets out, the nothing summons Gormok, a vicious, slightly intelligent wolf creature. Gormok. 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 A a vicious head on a stick. Yes. A, a vicious thing that only appears twice. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I will totally stay to just like, oh, hi, I'm the one of the bad guys. I'm not going to be present for most of this. And I'm going to basically do nothing. Oh, God, that infight is uh, That infight is so we'll get to it. I know. Uh, Atreyu's quest directs him t- uh, to the advisor Moria, the ancient one in the swamps of sadness. <sighs> oh boy, I feel that there's something coming here that uh, that uh, that is very divisive. The saddest, the saddest horsey, the saddest, the horse. saddest. Yes, as we know. The, no, just the scene was long. Uh, oh, so drawn out. Though the Aran protects Atreyu, his beloved horse Artex. Is lost to the swamp. <laughs> His horse is only like mildly upset. Yeah, Artex is just basically sink- slowly sinking to the swamp in this yeah, the- absolute degaff mode. Yes. It's the- like, what's the- going on here? The trainers are not even attempting to make the horse distressed. The horse is just kind of like standing there and slowly sinking into the swamp, and it's just kind of like. It's like. Now, I will state as Whatever. a kid, and Sabrina will back me up yes. on this. This scene was like, no! Oh, God, no! Not the pretty white horse! <sighs> He was dappled, and we only knew him on screen for like five minutes. Yeah, and there was no relationship that was built up with him before. There was just... It doesn't matter. As a kid, you already know. Nothing this bad supposed to happen. It was his friend. You could tell he was trying to pull him. He was a good horsey. He was a good horse. He was a good tool to get to where he needed to get to. Jesus, it was it, dude. it was... I, I wouldn't go that far. It was just like... It was very abrupt. Like, uh, okay... And the horse didn't see me. He's like, ah, that's cool. Yeah, it's like, whatever. 
Maybe yeah, it I'm doesn't not. seem really sad. It just seems kind of present. It's yeah, like, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll, like I'll see you guys when when we do, when we when we wrap. We'll see you by craft services. They have yeah. carrots there. I'll see you at the wrap party. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, later, Trey was surprised by the sudden ap- uh, appearance of Mori, uh, the giant turtle uh, at what was it, Shell Mountain, Shell Hill, Shell Hill, Shell, Shell, oh Shell Mountain, Sorry. Shell Mountain, Some, uh, which was totally not a mountain, but anyway. It's just a giant turtle that sneezes at you. Granted, as I said, a remake, they could actually make it be a goddamn mountain, and that would be pretty awesome. Just imagine that turtle, like, five times bigger. I, I you guess. know, the first thing I actually thought when I saw the turtle was, like, one of the um, giant lion turtles from Avatar The Last Airbender, which is so much cooler. <sighs> what? Disagree. No. Avatar. Really? I do not like Avatar. <gasps> Avatar is Dumb. He's talking about Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh, okay, sorry. What? I thought you meant Avatar the other Avatar. I swear no to God, giant Josh. Turtles in Avatar. But until I see more of it, I'll say it's gross too. Um, so <laughs> move Them's on. Them's fighting words. Move on. Everyone's ready to kill each other. He's this got episode. an arrow on his forehead. You What's up with you that? You don't even know what you're talking about. Just I know. Move on. I know. Yeah, like, just get on with the stupid. Turtle. We need to not talk about M Night Shyamalan Productions in this. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> God. So Moria. Uh, so Moria's a giant turtle is just like, hey, whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, the, suck it. <laughs> the wizen, the wizen turtle in this movie is like an asshole. Yeah. Yes. And is pretty much just like, whatever. I don't even know. Ha ha ha. Get lost. And so he gets lost. But sneezes three times. Well, yeah. IDK. Let's not forget the awesome like sneeze once. Oh, allergic well, to kids. No, she uh, ended up telling him that. She that she doesn't know the answer to his question on how to save the Empress. That they need to see this. He needs to see the Southern, Southern Oracle. Oracle. Southern Oracle. And she goes the, to to tell him it's ten thousand miles away. And he gets upset because he's like, "That's so far." And she's like, "Yeah, you'll never make it." Yeah, deal with yeah. it, kid. Yeah, bitchy turtle tortoise thing. I still love the design. <laughs> still, I'm not saying the design's bad, but yeah. th- that character is an asshole. Yes. Yeah. But don't worry, we have a we have a good friend showing up sometime soon. So he's got to go to the Southern Oracle. It's ten thousand miles away. Atreo begins to succumb to the exhaustion of trying to escape the swamps, but is saved by a luck dragon. Well, you forgot God. where the Gamork was actually tracking him right there. Oh, the he's being chased like, by. He literally just missed him. Like there's the scene where. The luck dragon picks him up, and you see the head of Gamorg just barely missing his leg, basically. Mm-hmm. When the kids started, t- when the kids started yelling at the book, that's when I was like, Ugh, "Come on, yeah." What's wrong with that? And that doesn't make any sense. Like even in the context, like he's- no, it makes total sense. No, if you want to progress, like you keep reading, you don't yell at the book. Well, I um, mean, I don't know if you're really invested in the book and you're that young and yeah, okay. May, you would. I, I, I don't think so. And remember, As a person who liked to read a lot, I was that kid. So, <sighs> yes, it has happened. I he, he talks. It's like someone yelling at a TV, but it's a book. So it makes even less sense because it's not moving. Well, and I gr- also yell at the TV. So. And granted, you have to imagine that there's this weird symbiotic like relationship that's happening with him and the book. Yeah, like, there, the, it does get a little uh, fourth wall broken yet sometimes because well, that's kind of the point be, though, yeah exactly. the basis is the book is like so real that it's actually pulling him into atreus role yeah because they are the mirrors of each other yep as as stated a little later um 
So yeah, now we have the Luck Dragon Falcor, who Sabrina will say is a very good boy. He's cute. Uh, he's gross and weird looking. He's God. cute. And he's just like asking ch- asking little children to scratch him in places. So he Spal- he could, his leg, his hind parts legs were too body, small. Parts of his body move too much. Other ones not enough. Yeah. So he's he's got like a, he's gave me like severe uncanny valley. I mean, he was a huge puppet, so I. I can't really complain about it that much. Ugh. Is was it perfect? No, but again, like I said, he was a huge puppet. I, I think there's a on the Wikipedia article there. There's a Vincent Canby line who he talk, he criticized the puppet and he says it looks like a very impractical bath mat, <laughs> which I tend to agree with. I will agree to never entirely being like 100 percent on Falcor's design, but he's such a good boy that it doesn't matter. He's I so guess. cute, and he, he winks at you. He looks like a man schnauzer. Ugh. God. What's a what? He looks like a cross between a weird-looking guy and a schnauzer. For me, he just looks okay. like a cross between a weird bunny lizard thing. Well, he's like he's like he's supposed to look like part dragon, part dog. Yeah, I, I I just didn't find him lovable. I thought he was adorable. I think he's a good boy. And those ears were just they're they're big puppy ears. Don't you you would go over and scratch those ears? They're so adorable. They're like giant bunny floppy bunny ears. No, they were dog they're ears. Dog they ears. were floppy dog ears. No, they were totally floppy dog ears. Whatever. And he had a dog nose. All right, so Falcor then takes him all the way down, like by nine hundred and ninety nine point nine miles. Give me the last couple of miles there. Yeah, just oh, I mean, it's luck. Um. And then we have a scene with the two, uh, with the yeah. two, what? All right, this, they're cool. They're giving him, like, soup and making him better. Because we have the scene with the, uh, with the two gnomes. The crone, yeah, the crone's like, I'm gonna make this potion! And the other guy's like, get off me, woman. Yeah, get off have, me, wench. You have the witch wench. Sabrina enjoyed the witch wench. This guy, this that guy has 99 funny. problems. And, and let me tell you about one of them. <laughs> Well, the problem that we have right now is that to reach the Oracle, he's going to have to pass by the Sphinxes. Uh, yeah, because we got because oh, it's a European. We gotta get some titties, so statues. So these, I, I remember really don't as a see kid. the big deal. No, I just thought it was like I just thought it was funny. It's like, oh, we're right. This is a European movie. They never show that in an American movie. This mm-hmm. was shown in American theater. We wouldn't make it though. We, but we it doesn't never... matter. We still showed it in American theaters. It's, it's 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 weird. It's what Europeans do. Okay, but we still showed it in American theaters. So how is it just a European well, thing? It is eighties. That, that I will say that there were more like there were more breasts in like eighties teen movies. Also, they weren't real breasts, so I don't think they gave I, a shit. I think that's how, I think that's how they got they got around it. I think exactly. That, no, it's so a statue. It has it's nothing fine. to do with it being European. It just has to be. It was I, fake to begin with. So I think, they didn't give a shit. I think it is less to do that it is that it is European and more than to do that it is not Hollywood. That's probably yeah because. Hollywood would say like, "Could you maybe put something up on her?" You know. Okay. What was the rating? What was the rating of this film? Oh boy, Uh, I'll bet PG. Probably PG. But this is before PG thirteen. This is that area when you could have you could have tits in a like PG movie and like violence. They weren't real boobs. I know statues. But it's like just I think Hollywood would be conservative enough that like we can't even do that. But they show like statues from like Greek, like from like they show the statue of David and other statues in these movies that they do for Hollywood. I guess. I don't think statues count. 
I think it only counts I if mean, they're real boobs. I mean, it's yeah, a real statue. And there's, you know, the pictures of like David and they're like, oh, I'm freaking nude. Look at my weenie. You know, <sighs> yeah. That, that's the that's actually the plaque underneath it. Um, <laughs> that's oh, what Michael. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah they, that was carving. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo well, because, was like, that off. Hmm. Well, because there was a certain time where the Christianity was getting kind of weird, and they actually <sighs> told people to. To knock off the wieners off of a lot of the statues, or I think a lot of them they would just that was like the, the the bronze fig leaf era. Yeah. Well, yeah, they had the fig leaf, and then some of them for the older stuff that already had the penises, they actually had them chop them off. Wow. That's why a lot of them are missing it, or sometimes they would Where even do, chop off the boobs. Where you, did these stone dongs go? I know. I, I I'm just know. wondering: is there like a, an ancient bucket we're going to yeah, find we, of like, just stone penises some, somewhere in Rome? They're excavated. It's just a basement full of like stone dongs. I, I'm sure <laughs> they just completely destroyed them. Like they probably I just crushed I it. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I just like the idea that some guys like smuggled away. And just, <laughs> I've got, I got David's dick here. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they ever like. I've made got them Zeus's break. dick. It's, I mean, I'm sure there were some really old ones that maybe had like erect penises, but for the most part, most there's of some, them were like really tiny. Oh, there's some, and- there's some like dirty, dirty Roman like, uh, like portraiture. Oh yeah, Roman bathhouse time. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, for some of the ones they knocked them off of, they weren't even that big, so I don't even see what the big deal was. I think, I think it's any. Any, any dick is like not fit to be shown. There was just a pope that had some size problems. Just no, it's not about the size; it's about the status. It's all about like, yeah, no, I don't want tiny dongs in my art. Anyway, we are we are moving away from the important uh, scene that we have here, where we are going to see a Treyu have to fight his own insecurities to go through the gaze of the Sphinx, but not before. Not a noble knight just eats some, it. Some, yeah. ra- some rando gets lasered. Yeah, just some random guy on a on a horse and plate armor just goes like, "Hey, what's going on through that?" I like how he gets lasered and the horse just vanishes, like yeah. it just runs off. Just later, screw this. <laughs> the tray is just like, "Oh, free horse." Him and Artrax, him and Artrax are hanging out somewhere by like craft services. <laughs> <laughs> carrots, really we should try those carrots. That's super good. Uh, let's see. So we go. He goes to the Sphinxes and it's just like, oh, I don't know. And then uh, he, just like, I screw it. I'll run through. He goes through the different Grail like uh, trials. Yeah. So there's the trial of the mirror where he sees his mirror image self. Some go crazy when they find out the other mirror image of themselves. Except his was just Bastion. His, his was Bastion. Bastion. But Bastion's like, I'm going through the book. What's going on? <laughs> this can't oh, be man. real. I gotta keep my feet on the ground. <laughs> no, no. That's so insane. Uh, all right, oh, I'll does he sound like Mr. Bill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if this, if Bastion did every once in a while, did a Mister Bill? Do you think this would be a better movie? Oh, would be like two hundred percent. Oh no! <laughs> what happened to Artax? Oh, oh no, Falcor! <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the two of them now just shouting each other in the Mister Bill voice. Oh, Falcor! Oh, and it's like he's like he sees on the beach but the dragon just lands on him Wait, no <laughs> <laughs> oh no rock someone please make a clip uh, yes. I wa- okay Josh I take it back I'll wa- I will watch a modern remake of this movie if it's claymation <laughs> if it's all yeah. claymation yeah please <laughs> alright 
Uh, so okay. let's see. So we have the, uh, we finally do the mirror thing. We finally get to the Southern Oracle. Y- and yeah, you go through a series of trials to show up an identical pair of Sphinx statues, which okay, are just glowing yes. blue. The, this, these are blue. They're the good ones. That was real lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a little. And the Sphinxes are like, hey, what's um, up? Um, So the Empress needs a name from Human Child. He's like, what bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. What kind of fantasy crap is this? <laughs> Especially come well. There, there's a reason. There's a we'll reason. There's it. a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all of reason. Reason to the madness, even though the madness itself is all encompassing. So we have to find a human child outside the boundaries of Fantasia <gasps> to save Fantasia. To the boundaries to save, of Fantasia. Save the Empress and potentially Fantasia. Quick to the Falco mobile. Falco. I'll just use my nothing. I'll use my nothing repellent here. <laughs> so Atreyu and Falcor flee before the nothing consumes the Southern Oracle. In flight, Atreyu is knocked down by Falcor's is knocked from Falcor's back into the sea of possibilities, losing the Arn in the process. <gasps> he wakes on the shore of the abandoned ruins where he meets the Rockbiter, who laments that his friends are consumed by the nothing. Yeah, this is when it starts like, oh, like everyone's just dying now? Okay. And it's like, wow, this is getting heavier yeah and he's he's there just like and i'm gonna go too yeah. Bye. the gravitas is just coming in you just feel this this weight this crushing depression uh so let's see we have that uh who laments the loss of his friends a trio finds a series of paintings depicting his quest <gasps> a way a way cooler version of his quest mm-hmm. and then the gamak reveals itself Gamork. Haven't been lying. It's, it's the Gamork. Josh, come on. It's Gamork from Mork. Yeah. Gamork from Gamork. And, and the wolf shows up and he goes like, Nanu, Nanu. <laughs> yes. I was actually saying that. I was like, Gamork. Gamork and Mindy. Like, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. trying yeah. to figure that out. If, if Robin Williams was the was the wolf. <laughs> oh. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it's a really nice time. I've li- been looking for this trail. It's like Jesse Helms and Michael Jackson in the back of my limo going, You're good to go down. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. So Gamork. Uh, so Gamork reveals himself, having been lying in wait, and explains that Fantasia represents humanity's imagination, and that nothing represents adult apathy uh, and cynicism against it. Uh, Atreyu, uh, well, there's that entire exchange where Atreyu's just like, Oh no, this is what you mean? <laughs> I, I mean he's just Mr. Bill now. Oh I, no! Oh no! <laughs> Adult apathy. Oh no! And the Gamork's He's gonna like, be mean to me. And Gamork is just like, yeah. And I had a, and I was gonna destroy this kid, and you know he was he, but I couldn't do it because he, I lost him in the swamp sorrows, and his name was Atreyu. Ta-da! Well, guess what, motherfucker? I'm Atreyu. Yeah, and the kid's Come like, at well, me, bro. I'm, I'm, uh, and then he I die. stabs him with a with a rock. Yes, he is stabbed with a rock. In a battle that takes all of zero seconds. So yeah, this wasn't much of wasn't much yeah. of an evil wolf hunting T- him. Today's yeah. episode of killed off screen, <laughs> killed kill by editing. Yeah, killed by, kill by editing. He was killed by a dramatic scene cut. Uh, and so yes, animator he- suffered a fatal heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yes, so Atreyu fends off the, and kills Gmork as the nothing begins to consume the ruins. Falcor, who has managed to locate the Arn, rescues Atreyu in time. 
the two find oh. themselves in a void with only small fragments of Fantasia I, I will remaining. say, I actually, I, I really enjoyed this sequence. Like, I actually, that was a really cool, like, effect. The floating through, kind of like the nothing piece. The pieces yeah, of- and, like, and like space is kind of interesting in the background, and, like, the different rocks that are part of the world. Like, that, that was really cool. Hmm. One point. Like um, that. let's see. Oh, this is, yeah, okay. <laughs> So uh then we get to uh they have feared that they have uh they have failed when they spot the Empress's ivory tower among the uh <laughs> the fidget spinner on high <laughs> among the fragments. Inside, Atreyu apologizes for failing the Empress, but she assures him that he has succeeded in bringing to her a human child who has been following his quest. She, she was mirroring our frustrations of just like, no, he's here watching us the entire time. And Atreyu's just like, eh? and like doesn't get it until she's like grabbing the barrel of the camera, just like, <laughs> come on, you dumb idiot. <laughs> Look on the other side of this camera. Yeah. Hey, dummy! Is it like a hand that comes to the book and like, oh, and like punch him in the face? <laughs> and it just like pulls him in. Yes. Oh no, I'm being pulled into <laughs> the book! No, no, uh, so, uh, the nothing begins to consume the tower. The princess pleads directly to Bastion to call Looks out her directly in the camera. Say my name! Uh, but in total amazement that he himself has been incorporated into the story as the <gasps> child they were looking for da, da, totally da. denies the events as just a story <laughs> and Atreyu dies as a result it makes like no sense because he seems like what? he's already accepted that this is real now but he's like no it's still a story like what he's gotta keep his feet on the ground <laughs> So, Atreyu dies. Or will we mean to him? But then, Bastion becomes the hero of our story, running to the window and calling out the name he had selected into the okay, storm. But I had to look this up because I couldn't understand yes. what he said. He it, says Moonchild? Yes. None of Listen, growing up, I had no goddamn clue I what he said. I thought he said he was going to name her after his mother. Yes, and the mother's name is Moonchild. What? This is from the book. I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, <laughs> this is this is what it is. Screw this movie. Uh, I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry. I it, didn't write it, but it, this is it what. It needs like okay. a, one of those things that goes like bloop, bloop, like pops up, and it's like in the book. Her name is actually Moonchild. So I want to rewind us a little bit back okay. to the scene where um, Atreyu dies. Okay, he's in the presence of the Empress. I honestly think that the real reason that Bastion lets Atreyu dies is because he wants to hit that Empress. I want you to know that child is super sad about Atreyu dying. She looks like a she looks like a baby Princess Leia. She is. Yeah. We might want to pause. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that kid! There's a screaming baby in the background. I'll go close the window. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Right. That kid's very sad about about uh, our tracks. <laughs> no, our no, tracks. You were the only, you were the real good boy. There we go. That's better. Huh? Let me do a clap. And we're back. We had to silence that baby. <laughs> we uh, had to quiet. We, we just put a pillow over. It's fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> All good. This this uh you know. Just Casual a, murder. Just a mur- neighborhood screaming baby. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, as uh, as you had mentioned, yes, yells out Moonchild into the night in the thunderstorm in the pivotal scene where everything is fixed and everybody's happy. Woo! Yeah. 
and then uh, we cut back to the synth soundtrack. Where well, well, first we're here in the blackness with the Empress. Oh right, who has only a grain of sand, the last bit she, of Fantasia. She looks into the camera and starts telling us about how Dune is a desert planet. <laughs> no, no, she looks into the camera and goes, "Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" <sighs> The Empress then tells Bastion that he has the power to bring Fantasia back with his imagination using the power of the Arn. Bastion then recreates Fantasia and he flies on Falcor's back. He sees the land and its inhabitants restored and that Atreyu has been reunited with Artax. Oh boy, yay! They got a bone! And guess what? When Falcor asks him what his next wish would be... Kill Bas- the bullies. Bastion then brings Falcor back to the real world to chase down those bullies. <laughs> that was pretty. That was surprising and also very funny. Like, I'm going to murder the bullies. The film ends with the narration that Bastion had many more wishes and adventures, but adds, but that's for another story. That's for the sequel, motherfuckers. Which you should not watch. The sequel is not good. I've been told the same, like, do not watch them. It is awful. It it destroys everything about Bastion. It is is essentially the Matrix 2. Apparently he becomes Hitler. Uh, Yes, more or less. Space Hitler. He he becomes... Fantasy Hitler? Yeah, okay, yeah. There's this weird thing where somebody puts a curse on the Auron, and the Auron is the thing that he makes wishes, so every time he makes wishes, he becomes more cruel... So, yeah, it's pretty much just like after a while, you know, the entire thing where like Atreyu has a single wish, he has unlimited wishes and he's just like, whatever, I wish that this is fixed right now. You know, it's just like, wow, okay, that's a really dumb big plot device. Little grumpy. So, uh, so that is that. And that is the the never ending story. Uh, thank God it had an end. Yeah, I know, right? This all movies also pretty like felt very long. Ugh, there are so many meandering parts. Yeah. Uh, the movie is 93 minutes, so that is... An hour and a half. An a hour standard half. length movie. It, yep. it just felt longer. It felt like a slog through the swamp of sadness. It felt like a wonderful uh, like a wonderful old blanket, you know, that you, you had when you were growing up. And you were like, oh, I found this in the attic. And you're just like, oh, there's so many nice memories. And, you know, that electric blanket then when you're out to find some friends and go on an yeah, adventure. They could go on, that blanket could then meet up with the with the radio, the the toaster, and the uh, vacuum cleaner. Meet up with John Lovitz. <laughs> Hello! Oh, God. <laughs> the, if, if my childhood safety blanket was made me think of terrifying stone heads and, like, all sorts of other weird stuff, like, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't I'd be like, I'd leave that in the attic. So... We were kind of talking about a few episodes ago about, like, is it a must? Is it a... a su- this is definitely a situational, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's... If, if you like these, like Sabrina has talked about, if you like these kind of, like, high fantasy, like, lots of, like, rubber-faced dudes, like, 80s fantasy movies, yeah, I'd say see this. Like, I feel as a kid I probably watched this at least six times. So, like, me going back to this, I was like... Regardless of the flaws, there I I have the Razix Roughneck situation of being completely blind to yeah, most that, of its that's, problems. That's called yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, well now I have some solidarity I'll, with Josh see? here. Yeah. All right, so well, you're yeah. on my side. I mean, I'm not on your. No, no, you said I'm not, you're- no. I'm not on your side. <laughs> Uh, but I, I see what if I an change? intersection of interests what against I, Eric. Intersectional, intersectionalism, yes. yes Martin, exactly. what if I change my position on Razix Roughnecks? 
drive a hard bargain. Jess. I know, but you know, I that said way- I liked Re- Razik's roughness. See, look at that. We could in- you could end up breaking the stalemate. We could well, actually say Razik roughness. Let's call Megs and Dusty in here. Let's have Max go through another session of like completely destroying my emotional well-being. Some, d- some diplomacy inside <laughs> of the Saturday Friends Club. <laughs> All of a sudden, th- just ratings are getting flipped. It just gets all house of cards. <laughs> well, that, that would mean you have to like ripping yarns. That's I don't think you. No. Yeah, no, 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 because you're not you're not saying anything. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, as I said, I think this is very situational. If you either like '80s fantasy, uh, like. And, and what I will say is probably weird and not entirely great 80s fantasy. You grew up with this movie, and therefore you have the rose tintiest of glasses. Yeah, yeah. I can see I can see that. Um, Labyrinth is better. And it's like, I will have to see it again. I, yeah. I admit to probably being like a, a little shit by the time I actually did see it. So I'm just like, why is this? This is lame. Boo. Why is David? Why is David Bowie's dick up on screen? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, how many socks does he have in his pants? Oh, more socks than you need. <laughs> David Bowie. Um, but the yes. Bowie. Um, yeah. Uh, other things I said, the people that, uh, that were part of this movie that went off, uh, the, the guy that played Bastion now, like, writes books about 19th century, like, films or filmmaking. For like photography, yeah, photography, Before, yeah. Because I was uh, about to say it didn't have film. Looks like the looks like the Duck Dynasty est person I've ever seen. <laughs> like he he is living in some sort of cave somewhere. Um, let's see the the guy that did uh, that was a Treyu uh, is a. Uh, I believe he's an MMA fighter and a. Uh, well, and he's does... trained. He's trained in martial arts. Oh, so trained martial arts, it, right? I don't think it's said that he did MMA, but he. The, he did motorcycle racing, and I guess he Just had like. attempted at one point to open a bike shop in California. Yeah, it looked like he may still have a bike shop so for all we that's, know. That's, that's very vanilla ice. I hope he yeah. calls his bike shop Artex. <laughs> See, wouldn't that be good? No, he has a mo- he has a, a model of bike. The sad I don't thing, know, he's got tattoos on one arm, and he looks good. I think the sad thing is, is this: if he named the place Artex, and then it went out of business. Oh. No, that's why. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it needs to be just foundation, a, a mo- like a model of bike. The foundation's sinking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's dramatic. Yeah, let's see the. Um, yeah, and the everybody else for the child empress. Yeah, that, stopped that, acting. She stopped acting, and now she's just a dancer in Israel. Cool. Um, and there was a lot of other actually. One of the the one of the people. Um, I forget which one he is, but he actually does appear in Heart House of Cards. Oh, one of the I, I forget exactly. Is Kevin Spacey in this? Movie? Yes, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey <laughs> is Falcor. Wasn't it the guy that played uh, Bastion's dad? Yes, the guy that played Bastion's dad is actually in House of Cards. Oh, that's oh. awesome. Um, that's and great. the voice of Falcor is also uh, a well-known voice actor. He did the voice oh, yeah. of Skeletor and He Man. And then he did some stuff, uh, like he did Thundar the Barbarian, and then I forget what they, they said he did later on, but he's done tons of other voice acting ah, stuff. Here we go. Uh, so he is Gerard McRaney, and he played um, Raymond Tusk in House oh, of Cards. Oh, yeah! That's what I was thinking. Oh, God. Was, Raymond Tusk was awesome in House of Cards. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> digression. Yeah, so uh, that he he's Hello. probably the well, most... He sends stuff drawing unicorns in his notebook. 
Yeah, so the person the person that was like the if you think about it, the main villain of the movie ends up being the person that's had the most successful like because think he wanted his son to keep his feet on the ground, which would have caused him nothing to continue the spread. To ta- his father was technically the bad guy. Yeah, he was yeah, true. And you know what? He came to reprise a bad guy yet again. And see, you know, the I think that this just shows that this movie is way deeper <laughs> than uh, than it appears on the surface. I, I mean, a, you could do an entire critical analysis of, no, I will, of I will nothing. Do, I will do my 52-week observation of watching the never-ending story every week. <laughs> as, you, as you seek further into this, uh, this, yeah. uh, this, uh, this pit oh, no. of Tell crippling what, depression what, what mad, and sadness. mad insights you have at the end of it. <laughs> Um, Tell us how nothing matters, Josh. And everything matters. You just have Don't to believe. You just need to take that bit of the arn and just hold and, and make a wish. Imagination. Exactly. It's this is this is the movie of imagination. But imagination does not keep your feet on the ground. I can't imagine with my feet on the ground. Look, watch. Ah, uh, uh, feet are off the ground. I'm imagining everything. Not anymore. Nope. But, yeah, you're, just, you're, but you're just like imagining real dirty shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got to kick your feet up every once in a while. <laughs> but you got to put them back down. No. <sighs> That's why hoverboards. So. <laughs> yes, this movie is weird. Uh, I just I, I don't think it was it came together as well artistically or like plot wise uh, as other ones we've talked about. But yeah, I understand why this movie is significant. But it is odd that like it it does feel like a like a Jim Henson production, but it's just got that like that German weirdness is always just like right around the corner. It is a weird movie. Yeah, it it, it was imaginative, for lack of a better way of putting it. It was meandering. It, it was, was. Would you unusual. almost say ambitious? Yes. Oh yeah, no, I'd say that. I, I yeah, okay, I'll I'll concede that it was ambitious, ambitious, and it was playing with a lot of different ideas, but. A lot of those ideas fell flat. It's just one of those, like, it's just one of those, like, eighties fantasy movies or just fantasy movies like that that just like refuses to explain itself or justify what's going on. It's just like things happen with kind of a dream logic to them. Yeah, and it's like I find that uh, frustrating. Yeah, I, I just, I just have a the, real hard time following along with just well, you know the the random throwing in of events, characters, ideas, and then just completely abandoning them later in the What film. it makes me think about is the the animated version of the last unicorn which we should do at this point but that's a, like another a, a movie that, f- that like just feels weird and doesn't make a lot of sense and then you read the book and you're like oh I get it so I think this story would make a lot more sense in like written form yeah probably yeah the um yeah. A, a book has to justify itself because it's telling you what's going on and what characters are thinking, whereas the movie is just like, what, what the fuck is happening? Well, I'm so curious because if, if this is only half of the book and right. the book is 400 and some odd pages, like then that means that the that the story that was told was 200 pages. Right. Yeah. Well, roughly. I mean, roughly. roughly. Um, you know, doing maths. Math test. Um, Did you fail math, Josh? No, I was great at math. Okay. I kept my feet on the ground, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> I didn't listen. I didn't listen all this time. You resigned yourself to the yeah. Now, now look at me. I'm a goddamn podcaster. You have yes. me. Oh no, podcasting. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're able to do 
doing doing a podcast. <laughs> it's like I, I paraphrased the Eugene Merman bit about just like doing a podcast is like calling up all your old teachers and saying, "Hey, I like you to know I'm a real disappointment." Now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's ultimately what happens when the nothingness consumes you. you yeah. become, you, you become- you're just his dad in that movie, just drinking and podcasting. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, one of the things that I, I I mentioned that I always found super odd. Do you notice that he's making? He pours orange juice in the blender, and followed by a raw egg. Yeah. Oh no! I yeah. did. I remember seeing that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" What? Yeah, he just straight up cracks a raw egg, and I was always like, "Oh, gross!" <laughs> I never noticed that before. Yeah, so do you watch that? Like that was always the thing that I remembered. It just like I thought I straight up remembered his dad just like cracking eggs into a glass and doing it Rocky style. But, just yeah, remember. like I He's said, like, there's we're... so many movies that I've seen that, and that's why I couldn't understand why it was this movie you fixated on. Well, he's not I like he's not Rocky, like a so. power builder, like athletic type. He's just like a guy working in an office and like yeah, yeah, I gotta you know gotta get that report in today, and it's just like cracking raw eggs. Like what the fuck are you doing, dude? You know, he needs he needs the OJ for the vitamins. It he looks needs, manly. Yes, yeah. but he's like, but he's not. He's like David Thewlis tweeting. It's like it's it's about as pragmatic as you can get when it comes to food consumption. Right, but the it, basics. But Rocky running is like no time. Just I mean, whatever. It happened once in a movie. It Who was, gives a shit? It's strange. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even important to the plot or anything. We're done with the plot. Yeah, well, we're I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The story has ended in spite of itself. Well, I mean, there is the second and third movies. Well, no. We don't talk about the second and third We really don't have to watch the second movie until this is like episode 500 and we're starting to run out of stuff. I don't think we'll ever run out of stuff. You know, I'm thinking that I would rather go and watch Starship Troopers 2 and 3 again rather than watch Never Ending Stories. What about about Brave Little Toaster 2 and 3? I'd be up for it. Let's do it all. Come on, guys. Why are we all (laughs) talking about Toaster (laughs) 2? Come on, guys! It's gonna be a great time. Boy, oh, we're boy, gonna have podcast! Yay! We're, <laughs> we're oh, obviously no. going to have to do uh, Mr. Bill. At some oh, point. We, we did. We should do Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh, I meant to, and I completely forgot when we did Ernest Rides again. That had a Mr. Bill short. Yeah, you told us. Oh, yeah. Just watch it's fun. <laughs> he likes Ernest Rides again. Uh, all right. Well, I think that takes care of us for the never-ending story. Yeah, it's, for it's the story it's, that finally ended. It's weird. It's German. Uh, it yeah. should be right up your alley. I, I thought so as well. Then I was like, oh, the, like, you know, I, I will say so for the first time, we're going to have to apologize for something the Germans did. Oh, yes. Yeah, obviously. Actually, actually, we meant to bring that up to you because I don't think that's the first time the Germans have had to apologize for something. Actually. I don't know. Like, I mean, they were they just been firing in all cylinders for years and years. And this, I mean, you know, once eventually you have a misstep. Do you want to talk about the Nazis? The what now? You want to talk about the Nazis? <laughs> you wanna- <laughs> if you want to bring up one issue with the Germans was the fact that they they I, hi, they basically went, I want Nazis to run the country. I really hope that this is public knowledge to everyone. <laughs> yes. But that for- this was but the for- worst thing that happened Appar- in apparently, Germany. Apparently my sarcasm was not like... No, no. Well, the, the fact that questioning if Nazis were bad is the modern, like, question. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, that's, <sighs> that's like... That's a thing now. <laughs> Look, Eric, it's okay. We still have dust. Boots. Yes, let's 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 not put the idea in someone's head that is like, what World War Two? I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's okay. We, we could just take a cue from Sean Spicer. We like we have some good. There fa- was a period of time where they pretended that it didn't happen in Germany. 
Japan still pretends it doesn't happen. Yeah, Japan's yeah. Wow. No, they are. It's, no, they totally they are. quite bad. Total denial. It's real. It's real awful. The denial is institutionalized. Oh, I, we had I, the emperor, and then one day we decided not. I, I was just going to say, like, we have some very good family friends of ours you know, who live in Germany, and some, I forgot what they were talking, they're talking about something in, like, involving German politics now, and they meant, and, 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 oh, and, and, oh, because of, you know, what happened in the 30s, and we were, and we were just like, we really wish we could be like, no, what happened in the 30s? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, Grandmama. What, what happened? <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 on that matter, we like since we've done a, a West German movie with Klaus Deldinger, we totally should do Das Boot at some point. Das Boot. I have no clue what that is. So sure. It's about a submarine. I, I picked up as much. Okay. It's, quite, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic film. We all live in a metal submarine. No, 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 no. Just no, like no, the no, penguin. It would, be, it would be Ramstein's cool. No, it's. I'm in my Nobody knows what Ramstein is besides that. I know what song she's singing. I would hope so, considering you like things German and Ramstein. Everything German except the never-ending story, German. apparently. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that that's it for this episode. We've done the never-ending story. We did it, guys. I have to finish a show. Please go over to Twitter. It's at friendsclub.com.twitter.net. Tweet your favorite Ramstein quotes at Josh. In German. Oh, please. 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 Please better equipment if, if and you donate enough money to our patreon we will do the other never ending story sure. and uh please donate to the patreon too because all right if you L- don't we're gonna sink into the let's swamp let's do this do you want to do you want to set an amount how much to get to uh, never i don't, don't want to make any promises right away let's you, just let's let's, what, let's if see. we there no, no, the pay- no, no, no. all right all right i'll come up with something all right no okay good i will no. um <gasps> So, uh, thank you for listening this week to the Saturday Friends Club. We will be back next week uh, undecided because we still have to set the schedule uh, and stuff that's going to happen. But uh, we will be back next week. Whatever with... it is, it'll be super sexy. It'll be awesome. All right. Till then, sleep well, everyone. It'll finally answer the question, what is erotic? Go to Nick. Goodbye. <laughs>